Canada HR News on April 24, 2023. I'm Elena Bobireva. In today's episode, we talk about the effect of the public servant strike on Canadian residents, new support from the federal government to help address workforce challenges and retention in nursing field, survey findings related to employer benefits and mental health, how a retail company is trying to fill seasonal vacancies, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. More than 155,000 federal public servants across the country have been on strike since April 19. This is Canada's largest strike since 1991. The union's top three priorities are wages, remote work, and job security in relation to layoffs. This week, the union is preparing to ramp up its ongoing strike by moving picket lines to strategic locations such as ports. Picket lines have so far been largely confined to government buildings, constituency offices, and landmarks such as Parliament Hill. CBC published a list of services that will likely be disrupted during the strike. Passport processing services may be partially or fully disrupted. Service Canada centers will be limited to clients in need of employment insurance, social insurance, Canada Pension Plan, and old age security. Global Affairs Canada says the department will be limited to essential services and delays are expected. Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship Canada warns that people can expect delays with applications and appointments. Conference Board of Canada reports that of particular concern are the delays in securing labour. As Canada enters spring, the agricultural sector leans heavily on temporary foreign workers to facilitate operations and meet demands. If delays to the citizenship and immigration process continue due to a prolonged striking period, temporary foreign workers may have trouble obtaining proper documents to enter Canada. This could mean lower crop yields, hurting farmers' income, and translated to increased food costs to consumers. Canada Revenue Agency warns there may be delays in processing income tax and benefit returns. Canadian Transportation Agency warns about delays to dispute resolutions and call-taking. PSAC president repeated a claim that the union has access to cash beyond its fund for paying a daily $75 to those on the picket line, which could amount to roughly $7.5 million per day. The union's most recent available financial statements suggest it had about $43 million in its strike fund at the end of 2021. Labor economists have said PSAC's sheer size means negotiations could influence future collective bargaining talks for public workers employed by provinces, as well as the private sector. Picket lines went up last Monday at Toronto Metropolitan University. Custodial and maintenance workers represented by the Canadian Union of Public Employees, QP233, started their first ever strike on April 17. The workers are looking for wage increases to keep up with the rising cost of living in Toronto, and they are calling on the university to reverse its practice of increasing pension worker contribution rates, which are normally negotiated in pension plans. The union states 
that they have support from across the TMU community, including from academic workers in QP3904, faculty association, and student groups. The Government of Canada announced support to help address workforce challenges and retention in nursing field. The officials acknowledge that for over three years, Canada's health workers have been challenged like never before. The workers have experienced high levels of burnout, absences and turnover. Patients are experiencing long wait times for surgeries, emergency room closures and difficulty accessing family health services. Last week, the government announced investment of $2.4 million to the Canadian Association of Schools of Nursing to support the implementation and evaluation of a national nurse residency program. This program includes competency-based workshops and mentorship, aims to support newly graduated registered nurses by helping them manage transition from classroom to workplace. The program runs until March 2027. It is expected to improve the retention of newly graduated nurses in Canada and will include an evaluation component to fully assess its impact in this space. The National Nurse Residency Program anticipates partnerships with over 15 employers across Canada, including acute care hospitals, health authorities, specialty hospitals, and long-term care centers. In the meantime, the provinces are trying to solve nursing challenges on their own, As we previously reported, Saskatchewan and Alberta are recruiting nurses from the Philippines. Newfoundland and Labrador is looking for nurses in India. In Nova Scotia, frontline nurses working for publicly funded employers are getting a bonus of up to $20,000. In Canada, Vancouver and Toronto are known to be the hotspots for film and television production. Now Saskatchewan is getting an injection of $900,000 in federal funding for the training and mentorship of aspiring media production workers. The Saskatchewan Media Production Industry Association is facilitating the program, which started April 1st and will run for one year. The new program, which is getting federal funding through Prairie's Economic Development Canada, will provide successful applicants with training workshops and on-set mentored positions with media productions in the province. That's expected to create new, well-paying jobs and provide a boost for film and television production in Saskatchewan. The program will take in participants not just interested in acting or camera work, but also those interested in set construction and electrical work. Officials said the new training and mentorship program will have 30% Indigenous participation. The Saskatchewan Training and Mentorship Program will be evaluated over the next year. Employers are trying creative ways to attract candidates. On Tuesday, April 25th, 7-Eleven is hosting a National Hiring Day event across more than 13,000 locations in Canada and the U.S. The largest convenience retailer is looking to hire motivated, customer-obsessed employees to fill 50,000 positions ahead of the summer season. Those interested can apply at participating 7-Eleven store locations from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. local time or by visiting careers.7eleven.com. Same-day interviews are available for in-person and store-level applicants. 
The federal government announced in the latest budget that they would spend $13 billion over the next five years to provide uninsured, low- and middle-income Canadians with access to dental care through a federal insurance plan. It is intended only for qualifying Canadians who don't already have private insurance. Health benefits, including dental, are a deductible expense for business, but the Insurance Association says small enterprises don't see the same advantages as large corporations. An association of health insurance providers warns it might not be worthwhile for small businesses to provide dental benefits to some employees once the government launches a national dental care plan. That means small businesses may be particularly tempted to drop their coverage. The Canadian Life and Health Insurance Association has pitched the idea of 35% tax credit for small businesses as a strong incentive to keep their existing insurance plans in place. of global employees consider the availability of fertility benefits through their employer a deal-breaker in accepting a job, according to a new survey by Carrot Fertility. The survey, which polled 5,000 people in Canada, India, Mexico, the UK and the US, stated that 65% of respondents said they would change jobs to work for a company that offers fertility benefits. 72% of respondents said they would stay at the company longer if they had access to fertility benefits. Among Canadian respondents, 60% believed that addressing infertility is a way employers can make employees feel more supported. When employers do offer fertility benefits, specialized emotional and mental health support tailored for fertility care experience was the most common benefit and considered most valuable by 53% of respondents. 79% of respondents said they feel or might feel uncomfortable discussing fertility openly at work. Seventy-one percent of Canadian employees feel their mental health has interfered with their ability to work last year, according to a new survey commissioned by Menulife and conducted by Edelman DXI. Out of 1,500 surveyed Canadians, four-fifths of employees said they worried about their finances while working. 79% of respondents said financial wellness programs reduce their financial stress and make them more likely to stay with their employer and make them more productive. However, only half said their employer offered a financial wellness program, and 25% didn't know if they had one. The survey also found 79% of Canadians felt the challenging economic backdrop has had an impact on their mental health well-being, while 24% said it had a major impact. And this was Canada HR News on April 24, 2023. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts. You can also find us in Google Podcasts, Spotify and other platforms. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on Twitter at CADHRNews or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.